Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. First lesson today comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. Listen to the word of the Lord. For our light and momentarily troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The word of the Lord. Good morning. As most of you know, we're in the third week of Easter, and we, the Christian community, just came off a big win. We thought Jesus was dead, and now he has defeated the darkness of evil and has overcome death. But what's next? Which is also the question us seniors ask ourselves. Let's take a trip down memory lane for some of you. College. This is the next big step in my life, and I am so excited but also nervous. Packing my bags, picking new classes, meeting new people, and what I am most saddened for, the parents dropping me off. Life is about to get very different for me, but I have to keep my eyes and heart on what is most important, God. This is something I'm going to put excuses in front of. I'm too busy, I have to study, or I want to hang out with friends. This is something we all do to put off God, excuses. I recently got myself into a situation and used an excuse to try and get myself out of it. I got a speeding ticket. When I came home with my ticket, I begged my dad to help me pay it and said I was in a hurry for the Columbus High baseball game. Of course, my dad didn't accept my excuse and didn't help me pay. My dad made me pay the ticket because he wanted to teach me a lesson. God does the same with us. He wants us to make the right choices and does not accept excuses. Although we all fail, we make bad choices. God forgives. Like daily excuses we give ourselves to our friends and family, we also give excuses to God. As humans, we tend to use our life to cover up what is really important. We use earthly values to take over our heavenly future, like what we read in the first reading. So we fix our eyes on what is seen, but, what, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I interpret this as although we love to focus on what is, in, what is put in front of us, we should focus on what God created for us. We should focus on what God has put on our heart and his heavenly future for us rather than things that do not matter here on earth. Sometimes when it is hard for me to understand a Bible verse, I read the message version because it is easier to understand. The message version says, so we're not going to give up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart, 
on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These times are like small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. I really like that verse. I think it is saying that humans tend to focus on what is in front of them, on things that don't matter. We focus on more of what is happening today and less on what is going to happen to us in the future. We worry too much about things that have nothing to do with our relationship with Christ. And this verse says that those things are gone so quickly, but the relationship we have with him is forever. I have been reading a devotional called Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Meyer talks about mind-binding spirits, which she describes as tiny seeds that Satan plants in your mind. They grow into weeds that give us negative thoughts. God's seeds are the better seeds. His is always the right choice. The reason for the negative thoughts in our head are from the devil himself. He wants us humans to be as far away from God as possible. He does not want us to have a strong relationship like we should strive for. Giving excuses is letting him win. God craves a relationship with us, but we choose to seek quality time, but we choose to not seek quality time with him. Spending time with God should be like eating meals, and I know I never want to miss a meal, so I should never want to miss time with God either. I don't think this should be something you should feel forced to do, but there should be some time in your day to spend with the man that died for you. He died on the cross, took suffering we cannot even imagine, and we can't seem to spend time with him. He died for us knowing that we would sin, and we still choose to walk away from him. When I do start my day with Christ, my day seems to be so much better than if I don't. For us to destroy the negative thoughts of the devil, we go to the truth. Our tools are used to tear down obstructions and build lives of obedience into maturity. God's power cancels out the devil's deceptive nature. Yes, watching your favorite show for 10 more minutes may sound better than reading your Bible, but what will it do for you in the future? Two people do not walk hand in hand if they are not going in the same place. We do not walk hand in hand with God if we are not going in the right direction. Everything we should do should be done with Christ. I have definitely made these mistakes. I get on the wrong path and lose my goal. Our goal as Christians should be to strive to live like him. We all make mistakes, it's human's nature. But putting your heart to God and his trust will help you make the bad mistakes better. No one is perfect, but we can strive for his greatness. A mentor told me a great analogy one time. When famous people are going, getting out of the limo for the Oscars, they have one goal. They have a goal of getting onto the red carpet and into the building without dealing with fans and cameras. In life, we are the celebrity. We have a goal of following God's path, the red carpet, but people in this world try to distract us, the cameras and fans. We make mistakes because of all the things going on in our lives. People try and talk us out of God's path and try and take us from our one goal. We must focus on what we believe and not let the distractions get in the way. This is something every human deals with. We are not perfect. If we were perfect, we would not have situations to teach us lessons. Minimize the excuses and focus on the important. Without the youth ministry here at First Pres, I wouldn't have had the special bond with so many people here at church. I have met so many great mentors and learned so many things from them with the youth group. I have learned so many lessons and I am so thankful for that. The second lesson today is from Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Listen to the word of the Lord. 
Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is it not more important than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers grow in the field? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Is that, if that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough of a trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. The future, it's daunting. For me, I'm about to venture into life's one of great adventures, college. While I've heard many different perspectives on the college experience, not all of them have been positive. Some say the college was truly the best experience of their life, somehow always keeping that statement fairly vague. Others don't directly tell you, but you eventually find out that college was a struggle for them, no longer being in their parents' care, or having to start all over with people that they've never met. And I'm starting to worry about this, starting to worry about the state of my life in three months, a state that remains unknown, ambiguous, and uncertain. Uncertain, uncertainty leading to doubt, doubt leading to insecurity. In challenging times in relationships with God, this exact process can occur. The uncertainty of his being leads to doubt of his existence, and this doubt can make us question our own. When insecure about our own state of being, this can often lead to actions conducted out of ill will towards others. It will not necessarily born out of true malice for others, but because of a lack of confidence in our own place. As fellow human beings on earth with relatively short lives, let's not focus on worrying about the future, but be confident in ourselves to enable only acts of goodwill. And when lying on our deathbeds, we can look back and be proud of the kindness and happiness spread through our lives. In Matthew 6, 25 through 34, we are asked not to worry about tomorrow and about trivial items, as each of those items cannot add a single hour to our lives. Instead, spending that precious time sowing the seeds of kindness and the word of the Lord. The future is not made certain from worrying, but instead by striving to spread this kindness and by the hard work in the presence. Every masterful creation from awe-inspiring polo vaccines to successful offspring are born out of striving every single day, working hard, but not always out of worry. College. I'm struggling with worrying about things in the future, things like large assignments and short deadlines, needing to know and live with people that I've never ever met or heard of before. But college is three months away. And because of this worry, I stand to lose one of the best summers of my life. Continually striving to work hard and spread the word of the Lord is definitely not easy. 
it can sometimes be easier to be mean than confront the true cause of our own meanness, and sometimes that's just ourselves. It can be easier to procrastinate, I definitely know this, than confront the true of that procrastination, our self-made habits. It can be easier to conduct these acts of ill will because instead we're focused on small, trivial things in our lives without thinking and contemplating and pondering about our own future. As stated in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18, we're focusing on what is seen when what is unseen is eternal, eternal glory in the kingdom of God. One may be outweighing the other. While focusing on what is unseen may sound relatively easy, application is always the hard work. So college will come, and I'm going to try to be ready by instead of choosing to worry, choosing to prepare, and the factors that I can't prepare for, like meeting new people, I'll trust in myself and try to be confident in who I am so I can spread kindness in my community, church, and friends, and hopefully make some lifelong friends along the way.